You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court right here on Brain Buster Radio. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Visage talking. And I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. Welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court with your very sick girl, the Queen of NE. But we're here. We're talking women's wrestling. And I'm not alone. I have some pals with me. I got my squad with me. I've got Nessa. I've got Benji. Yo, what is up, you guys? So happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, man. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Benji, for hooking this up. And uh, I'm really excited to talk with you guys today, and I really want to allow you just a little bit of time to tell the people, you know, who you are, give them a little intro, what you do. Nessa, we'll start with you ladies first. All right, awesome. My name is Nessa, and uh, my Twitter handle and Instagram handle is at greatlove91. You can definitely follow me if you want to talk wrestling shenanigans, because I love to freaking talk wrestling. It's my favorite thing to do. And also, I have a YouTube channel and a podcast with the name Squared Circle Addicts. That's all one word. And you can find the podcast on Google, Spotify, Apple, Breaker, and Anchor, just to name a few. Awesome. Oh. She's out there. She's everywhere. All right. That's awesome. Well, little old me, you know, <laughs> Benji at Calavera Comedy. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Craigslist. Uber, all that stuff. Oh, <laughs> Regular over there at the Smack Draw Pod. You can check that out, too. I'm not all over those places like Nessa, but, you know, working there, we're getting there. <laughs> you around, Benji. Don't be lying like that. You're all over the place. <laughs> Trying to be humble. Trying to be humble. <laughs> I love it. But we're here today. Benji brought us all together to have an awesome chat about women's wrestling. Yes. I know we have a lot to say, don't we, guys? Yes. We have so much to say. <laughs> we got a lot of things going on, but nothing more <laughs> exciting. I have chomping at the bit to talk about everything we're about to talk about for like the last past three weeks now. And I was going to make a YouTube video, but then you guys brought up the idea of this podcast. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to save all my emotion. <laughs> well, we're going <laughs> to unleash it today, aren't we? We definitely are. I mean, there's nothing better to start with, right? Nothing that we can jump into better than what we just saw last night on Monday Night Raw. Dude. Yo, they tore the house down. Tell it. Tell it. This amazing match. You know, first thing is, like, you got to, like, give some respect to the fact that we had the four horsewomen in the ring together. And two of them at the same time. At the same time, and two of them are holding the women's title belts for each brand respectively. Like that is just wildness. And there's just a lot to unpack. Benji, what did you think about this amazingness that we saw last night? Yo, it just it reminded me of those matches they would have in NXT back in what, like 2015? Like yeah. years ago. 
just what they were able to do. And yeah, they've all gone their separate ways and everything. But and I think people forgot. They just thought, oh, four horsewomen. That's just a moniker. That's just a name that they would give them. Nah, 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 fam. They showed everybody why they have that title. I want to echo that really quickly. I absolutely agree. I think um, this match reminded us why they're called the Four Horsewomen, reminded us why they're so highly regarded. You know, like, if we forgot, it was just like, hey, we're still here. Remember what we did in NXT? Like, that's what it felt like. It felt important again, and it felt like all eyes were on them last night. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing. Like, people, you're right. I think they forget. It's been a long time since the days of NXT, and NXT has changed so much since those four were there. And now, seeing them all together all these years later, Charlotte's a nine-time champion. Becky's been Becky two belts. Bailey's been a champ multiple times. So is Sasha. It's an unbelievable thing to think about coming from NXT to here and the and the personality changes, right? They still yes. have some things happening, but they're definitely not the same as they were. But you know what is the same? They put in that work, honey. Because that match was unbelievably good. And I've been waiting for this, right? Because I'm watching WWE lately going, "Uh, you guys are killing me. You're killing me. And then they bring this out, and it's like, oh, yes. So good, right? I 100% agree. And it's crazy because, like you said, you you mentioned the evolution. And, like, especially with, like, Becky, like, she has Mm -hmm. blown up to be... The face of the company, in my estimation, you know, and it's crazy because even if you think about her NXT career, she never held the NXT Women's Championship. You know, she's right. the one of the four that, that never got it. But it's like to see where she is now. And then same thing with Bailey. you know, she got to the main roster and they put the title on her pretty quickly. And then her momentum just, like, it died, you know? Right. They gave her that storyline with Alexa Bliss and the whole, this is your life segment. And then people stopped giving a crap. And, like, as a longtime Bailey fan, that hurt me. But, like, she's so rejuvenated now. I'm like, now she's the very first, you know, women's Grand Slam champion. It's, like, yep. it's so crazy to see. And then, again, you, you mentioned Charlotte, the nine-time title reign making that history, main eventing WrestleMania. You know, like, it's just crazy. Sasha's back. You know, this is a woman who disappeared for four months. And in that four months, that's all anybody was talking about. Whether you loved her or you hated her, you were talking about her. Yeah, you're not wrong. Benji, what do you think about that? I think very good points. I think it's wild how um, in the wrestling Twitterverse, um, (laughs) you had... People hate on Sasha nonstop, right? They say, oh, Charlotte's nine times, whatever. She's been given that. They started to sour on on, uh, Becky Lynch. They were saying, oh, Bailey, she doesn't have it. You know, she's kind of whatever. There was so much negativity, whatever. And it's wild how all it took was one match to remind people what they're really about, you know? Yeah, and, you know, and that's a very interesting point. And I want to talk about that for a second because... It's it's something that I feel like a lot of people on Twitter have something to say about, and that's Sasha Banks's disappearance from WWE, her her vacation, quote her unquote, her hiatus, right? You know, and all of the things that supposedly transpired the night of WrestleMania, and even before, right? 
we heard all these things like, all right, so she's upset about the direction of her character, and then they tag in with Bailey, and she gets the championships, and then, you know, they don't know that they're losing on Mania, and then, you know, all this stuff reports backstage, she's, you know, crying, and in the hallway throwing a tantrum, and all this stuff, right? That it is whatever it is. And then she leaves. And that's just right. It was a hot, hot topic. You know, whether you loved her or hated her, you're exactly right. Her name was in your mouth because you wanted to know what she was going to do. Is she going to come back? Is she going away? She gave us a lot of teasers, a lot of crypticness, right? A lot of stuff where she was in Japan training with other people, other wrestlers. And you got to wonder, oh, my God, is this it? Is she done? And then this girl comes back in, a total freaking boss with a blue hair color, and suddenly, you know, the boss is back. And and I wanted to get your guys' take on, you know, this whole Sasha thing. Because a lot of people had a lot of things to say about her leaving, taking that vacation time, taking that hiatus to figure out, I guess, what she wanted to do. And, uh, you know, people had a lot of things to say. So I'm really curious about, you know, what you guys think about that. I think it's it's curious the um, the zeitgeist we're in right now, right? With social media and the internet, we get to find out more about what they're doing and all that stuff. Like it reminds me, if you could go back a few years ago, years ago, uh, Shawn Michaels took a lot of hiatuses. You know, there was a lot of other wrestlers that would go on breaks because they were worn down, they were tired with their characters, you know, and they came back refreshed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just a product of the world we live in now where everyone can find out every little thing and back then it wasn't as i don't know prevalent um so for like sasha to take a break already i don't see that any different from what other wrestlers have done and i don't know if it's now it's just a there's women wrestlers and male wrestlers are held to different standards maybe there's a bigger um, expectation a bigger microscope when when wrestlers do this because i you know as i said other guys have done it um so it's just interesting to note that she took a break, she took a hiatus, came back refreshed, and then, like you said, there was a whole, there was a lot of talking, a lot of, a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors, um, positive and negative towards her. And I don't know, I don't know if it's a, a product of of what we're in, but it, it was just very interesting to note like, how everybody was reacting now, especially like considering other wrestlers have done this. Mm. And uh, to be honest with me, when the whole thing happened, I ignored the dirt sheets. I really didn't even say much on, on the topic. My whole stance on it was, I don't know what the hell is going on, so I'm not going to talk. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I wasn't at WrestleMania. I wasn't backstage. I'm not going to take these reports for gospel. You know what I mean? For all I know, Sasha Banks could have had like a mental breakdown and needed a break. You know, so I wasn't going to be the person to be like, oh, you know, she took her ball and went home. Because it's like, how do we know that? There was that claim that she was upset because they dropped it to the Iconics. But then you see a picture of them, like, celebrating. So I just never really believed in the whole, like, yeah, it was because she dropped titles. It's a money situation. I was just like, you know, I don't know what it is, but I just want her to be happy whether she wrestles in WWE, whether she wrestles in AEW, because that's what people were assuming, wherever she goes, I don't care. I'm a Sasha Banks fan, and she's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And that's literally the stance I had on the whole entire time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I felt very similarly to you. 
I, you know, the, a lot of people I was talking to were like, oh, she's throwing a temper tantrum, blah, blah, blah. That was a lot of theme that I saw throughout Twitter, that she's throwing a temper tantrum to get what she wants and blah, blah, blah. I don't really, first of all, it's, we like to pontificate on it. This is what we do. We, this is why we're here, right? We like to talk about things. But at the same time, to your point, we don't really know. We weren't there in person. There's no live video footage, you know, showing exactly what happened. You know, she came out and did that promo. Whether or not that's real, we're never really going to know. But I think for me, it's it's all about knowing your worth. And if you're unhappy in a situation, take yourself out of the situation. A lot of people have done that before. Look at Neville, right? Yes. Neville wasn't happy. They wanted to, He had to drop that belt to Enzo Amore, who I cannot stand, but that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> so, you know, he was very unhappy with his situation. And he's like, I'm done. I'm going to put myself on the shelf until my contract is over and I'm out. And then he is, you know, one of the hottest wrestlers on the independent scene, one of the best wrestlers. His performance in Dragon Gate was unbelievable. And as champion, he didn't want to lose his champion. And he was like, no, nah, this is my belt. This is what I stand for. This is what I want. And this is what I worked for. He knew his worth. And what's the difference between what he did and what Sasha did? Yep. Good point. Right? Very good point. Not the same situation. Exactly. But they both were like, nah, like, I'm not about this right now. And I'm taking myself out of the situation. Now, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to compare totally, but there are similar situations. And they're not the only two that have done this, where they could be like, you know what, know my worth. This is what I'm worth. This is what I want. If you can't give it to me, I will find it somewhere else. And if that was the case with her, then maybe it would have happened. But she found her way back to the WWE. And, you know, a lot of people are very happy about that. I'm like you guys, wherever Sasha goes, I'm cool with it. Whatever makes her the happiest is great. And uh, just to see her back, though, with that blue hair and this attitude, I needed her to be healed for a long time, y'all. And, and she's <laughs> back. And I'm very happy about it. Hell yeah. She she seems so refreshed. I mean, just looking at it, she seems so refreshed, like a, mm-hmm. like a weight is off her shoulders, I think. Absolutely. I totally it's funny. Because not that I hated face Sasha Banks, because I, I love Sasha Banks either way. But to me, I think she's the best as a hill. So to see this yeah. side of her, I'm like, yes, give it to me. Take my money. Like, when she came back, I lost my mind because I was, I was just waiting, you know, and I didn't know if it was ever going to happen. And to yeah. be honest, when it happened, I wasn't expecting it. So I popped even harder. I was like, this is. This is great. This is the this is the best thing ever. And then she beat the crap out of Natalia and then proceeded to beat up the man, which I thought was perfect. I was like, what a way to come back and make a freaking statement. Exactly. I so agree with you. And speaking of making a statement, she's not the only one. And I know we all feel some type of way. I don't know if we agree, but I know we all feel some type of way about Bailey right now. <laughs> and what's happening with her character, right? Last right. week, she supposedly, quote unquote, turned heel, right? And then on SmackDown, she's like, no, oh, I'm just loyal to my best friend, Sasha. And then this week, you know, I mean, there's some things happening, guys. I want to talk about what's happening with Bailey's character. I'm going to give it to Nessa first. This is her girl. So talk to me. What's happening with our girl, Bailey? Man, first of all, I mean, I am trying to put everything together. And I think I got it. But before I get into what I think I got, um, I just want to say, like, I just love this whole storyline because it's giving her 
the attention that I think she deserves. Because for me personally, I've always thought that out of the four, she's always been the most underrated. Even despite the fact that, you know, she had that amazing match with Sasha at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn and, you know, TakeOver Respect. I feel like she's the one that everyone kind of forgets about. And I feel like with this new rejuvenated storyline, people are freaking talking. People actually care. And as far as the whole, you know, I'm just being loyal to my best friend. I think that's perfect because, you know, so many people are like, oh, if she turns heel, she needs to you know, wear her hair down and, like, get rid of the wacky, waving, inflatable tube men and, like, change her music and wear darker colors. But that's the thing. Hill turns shouldn't always be so black and white. I think what they're doing with Bailey right now is absolutely genius. I think from what I see, it seems like she's playing that delusional Hill, you know? It's almost like... What do you mean? I did nothing wrong. I'm trying to teach you about loyalty. I'm trying to teach you what it's like to to be there for your friend. Like, in her mind, nothing has changed, which is why her appearance hasn't changed, which is why her music hasn't changed, because she's just still the same Bailey, but just standing by the person that she loves and believes in. Mm, that's an interesting take. Wow. Not every heel turn has to be black and white. Wow, that's pretty good. I like that. Benji, what do you think about Bailey and quote-unquote healness right now? Well, she, <laughs> she just took every point I had and <laughs> shattered it. <laughs> I didn't not, I, honestly, I was not looking at it that way. I have a new perspective on this. I was more along those lines where, like, I would like to see a, a drastic change. I would like to see that. But now hearing this, I think I've kind of turned it around to that idea. That not necessarily have to have her go, um, you know, black and white emo like turn the hair down whatever like just um what we've seen before like i i, I wow this is this has just changed my whole perspective on this whole thing I benji just, shook she got me wow no like i fully agree with now that i hear this i fully agree um because there was a lot of talk that you need to get rid of the the inflatables need to get rid of the the music and then i think that what people wanted was more like an Io Shirai heel turn, you know? They mm. wanted like that edge, you know? Um, but that not every shoe f- fits the same foot, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Not every heel fits the same shoe as what I should have said. Damn it. But anyways. Um, <laughs> I know what you meant. You know what I meant. I do. So I, I think that um, it's still fresh. I don't I don't know that Bailey has been a heel before, even prior to NXT. So I think it's still fresh and it's still trying to find its ground. Um, it'll be interesting to see which way they go. The delusional heel is an interesting route. Um, as we've seen Charlotte and Becky and Sasha have heel turns throughout their runs. So I don't think we would want something similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think originally I was very upset last week, right? Mm-hmm. Because she... Mm-hmm uses this chair and goes nuts and I'm like, yes, finally it's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I always love when you finally get to the point in your career after a long time, a baby face finally flips the switch because it's just something you haven't seen yet. So I was really excited about it. I'm like, they're finally going to pull the freaking trigger. I'm so excited. And then she comes out with that speech and I'm like, girl, no, what? I'm like, come on. I was like so upset at first. And then I started to think about it. 
And I think Ness is right. If they go this delusional route, because that speech that she gave before and um, on SmackDown and then after for this week, the stuff that she's talking about, right? That loyalty. Like, no, like, I'm here to be a role model to your kids. Look, at I'm, I'm loyal to my best friend no matter what she does, right? And it's this weird, like, kind of skewed perspective of Bailey. And I think it could be very interesting if they go that route. If they let her go down that path and slowly but surely it becomes a little more delusional and a little more like, you know, have to make excuses for Sasha kind of thing. If that happens, I think it's going to be money in the bank because it's going to be something special and unique just for Bailey. And Becky's never really been pure heel, I don't think, because when she became the man, it was so over that everybody wanted her to win, you know? So it was, she was like more badass Becky than she's ever been. And technically I guess she's a heel, but not, but not really though. She's like stone cold in that way. It's kind of like the anti-hero. Um, but she's been more babyface now than, than anything because of who they're putting her up against. So now it's like, you look at Bailey and, you know, um, excuse me, Charlotte is all over there doing her queen thing. So she's in her own zone. Sasha's the boss. Becky's the man. What is Bailey? And what is Bailey going to be? And if they do do this delusional route, I think it could be really, really good if they build that character. They have to put the the oomph and creative behind it, though. Yeah, they if they like you said, if they give it the the quality that it deserves, you know, then yeah, you, potentially you can have easily a main event of a WrestleMania right here with these four. Sure. Well, I would totally see that. Happening. I mean, you you saw Corey Graves. I mean, he I think he said it at least two times last night that you know if Sasha and Bailey both walk away with the titles come Sunday, that they could quite possibly be the most powerful duo in WWE. And I love that idea. And I'm not just saying that because like I'm a huge mark of both of them. You know, <laughs> it just makes perfect sense to have them run everything because. You saw what they did at Brooklyn, again, and at respect, right? But despite those two matches, they didn't get the WrestleMania main event. They didn't get, you know, the the crazy epic storyline that Becky and Charlotte had. And I, I feel like they could run with that. It's like, despite all the stuff we did to build this division, we're kind of tossed aside and we get these tag titles that we, you know, we fought for, but then we lose them right away? Like... It just makes perfect sense. It's almost like they're tired of everybody's bullshit, you know, and they're taking matters into their own hands and doing their own thing, and they have each other, you know? Like, there's no connection stronger than the boss and hunt connection. Well, I guess not. <laughs> I mean, listen, as far as uh, connections go, that's, that's pretty pretty tight. So thinking about that, I mean, listen, I would love to see them both with the belts. I would love Bailey to retain and I would love Sasha to become the women's champion and run with it, especially as we move towards this shakeup that they've said that they're going to have, right? The roster mm-hmm. shakeup. And as we push towards Fox taking SmackDown, you know, a lot of things are changing. Next week, we have the premiere of NXT on USA. That's going to be on for a couple weeks before the fall season begins and SmackDown moves to Friday nights on Fox. 
And Bailey's been touting a lot about, listen, the SmackDown Women's Champion is just as important as the Raw Women's Champion. And you've been putting all your money behind Becky. You need to put some more money behind me, basically, is what she's saying, and this belt. So as we move towards Fox, and as we move towards this shakeup with the women's division, you know, how do we keep this momentum for what the WWE have called the women's evolution moving forward? You know, because sometimes I feel like we're moving in a good direction. We got the women to main event WrestleMania. And then in other times, I'm like, there's barely any women's matches this week. Or we don't really see a lot going on. And there's been some foolishness with some other the women's wrestlers. Lacey Evans, just saying. And, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. And uh, I'm a little I'm a little concerned about how they're going to build this. Because they, they haven't built enough ladies underneath these four to yeah, rise to this Gonna ask that. Right? I was gonna, sorry, I didn't mean to. I was just gonna no, ask what? that. Like, we have the four horsewomen with her, but where does that leave everybody else? Right. That's my question. What are we gonna do, right? As this brand really does split now, because we are moving to two different networks, and they're they're making it seem like they're gonna be two totally different brands now. How are we gonna build this women's division? What are we gonna do here? And who's gonna end up where? Is it gonna be? It's really gonna be Charlotte and Bailey holding down SmackDown. And Sasha and Becky on Raw, and then what do we what do we do to build the rest of those ladies? It's that's a very interesting situation, I think, because you've had um you gave they gave Ever Moon a little bit of a shot, um, but mm-hmm. then where, where is she now? She you know you've had Sarah Logan and Dana Brooke be killing it on main event, and yep. they can't even get on TV. Um, you have Asuka and Kyrie Sane like nowhere to be found. Oh God. Um, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville killing it, not getting anything out of it. You know, you have the talent there. It's all there. Um, they just I don't know that why they're so afraid to pull the trigger. And then the only times they do, it's because they're building. OK, we have the women's only pay-per-view. Let's build them all up there. Like, OK, we get excited. There's going to be some change. And then it's just more of the same again afterwards. It's just like it's a lot of stop and go. I think. Yep. I mean, I think. We're in a really tough predicament because, again, like you said, Benji, they're not pulling the trigger. Like, the talent is there, but yet they're doing nothing to make us invested in these women. Unless you're, like, a hardcore women's wrestling fan, you don't really care unless you see them on your TV. Like, you mentioned, you know, Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan tearing it up on main event. I have been watching that feud for, like, three months because literally that's how long it's been going on. But no one else is talking about it because no one else is seeing it. And right. it's just, like you said, it's there, but they're not doing anything with it. And I think that that's what they're going to have to fix. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but they just need to do something. Because I feel like if you're not one of the, the four horsewomen, people are not going to care enough. Like, example, Liv Morgan. She had a match against Charlotte Flair. You know, and then she lost and she, you know, grabbed the microphone and said that she's going to come back. And when she comes back, she's going to come back real. And then that was it. And now she just like totally disappeared. You know, she's been uh, cryptic messaging on on social media with cutting off her hair and everything. But it's like, okay, but what are you going to do? And I feel like they don't know what direction to go in. And I feel like they're relying so heavily on the four horsewomen, which Mm -hmm. is great. Because they're fantastic and they deserve it. But it's like, push everybody else, you know? I mean, we saw, again, you mentioned the the Bailey and the Ember feud. That was a, 
it should have been a great match, but I feel like because they were put in a in a weird spot on the card, not only that, mm-hmm. but it was face versus face, and then every time Ember had a chance to cut a promo, she wasn't really saying much, so nobody cared, and I just think they need to take the women's division, talk with them, and, and ask them, like, hey, where do you want your character to go? I mean, I doubt that's probably going to happen in WWE, but I think that would be the solution because they know themselves better than anybody else. Sure. And, you know, another thing, too, that I think is a not an issue but a challenge is this tag team division. You know, the Mm -hmm. talent that they have, when you break down who's on tag teams, the Iconics, Fire and Desire, the Kabuki Warriors, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Am I missing anybody? Think Don't think so. Yeah. That's four, right? That's four teams for your tag titles. Are they really going to now that NXT is on TV, go down NXT and let those titles be at NXT? So we have more challenges and more teams because the rest of the women's division kind of has to be in the title picture somehow, mm-hmm. or at least having matches somehow, because there's really not that many left when you take the, you know those eight out and then... Who do you got? You know, you got Carmella and you've got um, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, Dana Brooke, Naomi, and all the others. But it's like, now what do you do? <laughs> you got to build these women up. You got to let them have challenges with the, the people you have on top, the four horsewomen, and let them challenge for the belt. Let them come up and have tournaments. Let them come up and challenge maybe Charlotte, who doesn't have the belt. You know, do things like that to create legitimate stars they're not creating women's superstars and that's sort of my issue with this you know they've said you know we're on this evolution but it's like benji said start stop to you know a couple steps forward a lot of steps back a couple steps forward a lot of steps back and i think in order for them to compete right now in this world where we have amazing women only promotions Mm -hmm. wow women of wrestling stardom shine i mean i could go on right there's so much else out there right now when the wwe has the ability to to make a dominant women's division and they just don't and that's the thing that i think they need to fix i 100 percent agree with that because it's sad you know like seeing seeing the talent and then like them not doing anything with it i mean i know this is a little bit old but and benji knows because i like complained about it for like a whole entire month when they split up the riot squad i was like what are you doing like they could have had the potential to be the the best faction for women they could have done so much with them but instead they just made them lose everything and then they split them up and now that they split them up they're not doing anything with them you know granted ruby riot's injured but like what about Sarah? Why aren't they in title pictures? Because if you watch Liv and Sarah have matches, if you watch what they did with the Riot Squad, you know they can actually go. But WWE just is just kind of like, eh, you're just there. And again, yeah, I, I think that needs to be fixed. I think people need to be rejuvenated. People need to be reintroduced. And like you said, be taken seriously, being built up. Like, oh, I could actually see Liv Morgan versus Bailey. Right now, maybe not the vast majority might not be able to see that, but if you give her that shine, hell yeah, yeah. run with it. I think there's there's a definite um, appetite 
for something different in wrestling. And people really want to see, you know, women wrestle just as much as anybody else. I'm not so sure that that has translated to the powers that be up in charge. You know, but if you take, uh, for, for example, you go to AEW, you saw that pop that my girl Mercedes Martinez got. Yeah. Yo, like yeah. that was probably one of the bigger pops of the night. Yeah. Like it's there. People want to see it, but I don't know that these powers that be, especially in regards to WWE, see that translating into money because that's what they only care about apparently. But it's it's there. Like and as you've mentioned, like stardom, whatever. And if if you go to any of these, if you go to any of these shows, like I've been to yeah. Rise or whatever, the energy is there. The matches are amazing, and you start to see more and more people come out and support these promotions yeah. the, the arena start the venue start to get more more and more and more packed like it's there people want to see it um i just i don't know that they um it seems like there's an old mindset this old mentality this this vanguard that's up here that's just like oh yeah that's just people talking but you know they'll cool down like we'll give them a little bit we'll give them okay we'll give them these four horsewomen match and then we'll just but we, you know, we're wet their beaks a little bit, and then they'll be good, you know. Um, but I think that it's, it's time that you know they start listening a little bit because it's the appetite is definitely there for it, and people are hungry. Yeah, people are hungry, and you know, another women's roster that's super stacked is Impact. You yes. Know? Oh, I forgot. Yes. Yes. Right. If you saw that pay per view a little bit ago where they had the Monsters Ball with Jessica Havoc and Rosemary and Yo, that match. It was wild. And Taya, like, that shit was wild. That was a hardcore thumbtacks in your face through tables women's match. And it was one of the best. That's right. That was one of the best matches of the night. And when you have stuff like that elsewhere, and you can get this roster of amazingness in your face where they just totally run the house. I want that for the WWE because I want that for the women. Now, I know it's a different brand, right? Sports entertainment is different. I get that part. I really do. But it doesn't mean that they can't build that division. You know, right. AEW is coming to TV on the second. They have a very stacked women's roster. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of these women are unreal. Like Sadie Gibbs, if you've ever seen that girl wrestle, oh, Lord, Ooh. help us. Because she's going to come for everybody. And Sheeta and B Priestley, the stardom champion. That bitch. I can't. And there's <laughs> so much excitement, right, around women's wrestling, right? Wow. The women of WOW are unreal. That's every Friday night on Access. If you don't yes. watch it, you should. Watch it. Watch it. Wowza. Okay. I'm this is the kind of stuff out. I want to see. There's a lot of hype right now around women's wrestling that I feel like in the past couple of years hasn't been as hot. It's real hot right now. And yes. I want everybody and every promotion to take advantage of that. Yo, uh, a- a- I know AEW's going to listen to this because they do, of course. Yeah, of y'all course. need to sign Mercedes Martinez or Ivelisse. Yes. What are y'all waiting for, man? Sign them now. Well, Lease, Dude, okay, I'm not scared of a lot of people, but that girl terrifies me. Yes. Like, I feel like I'm, I was in an alley and she was like taking off her hoops. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I- I'm out. Like, I, just, I-, I don't want to fight you. You're going to murder me. I just, I can't. She's, she's a badass for sure. And if anybody, you know, saw her matches in Lucha Underground, yes. they, they know yes. that. You know, they're, 
You're right, though. Like, I feel like AEW, they know what they're doing. I know that sounds, like, sad to say, especially coming from a, a pro WWE chick right here. But it's like, you're right. AEW, their division is stacked. And I feel like they're going to give the women that platform to go out and be like, just do everything in the sense of, like, you know, free reign almost. And I feel like that's what WWE needs to do. They need to realize that. I mean, maybe I'm misspeaking, but in my opinion, I think right now women's wrestling is more hot than the guys, you know, like people care about it more almost. And that's why they're the main event. That's why people are talking because they're so invested. I feel like right now the women's storylines even are way better than anything the guys are doing. But again, WWE is not fully capitalizing on it. No, they're definitely not. And I totally agree. The whole Seth Braun Strowman thing. Oh, he looked at my belt. He gets a title shot. Boy, get out of here. Yo, we need some storyline. Seth Rollins is the most cringiest guy I've seen in a while. Yes. <laughs> Full Can I do the what chant? Can I do the what? Like, <laughs> no, boy, you cannot. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin. You <laughs> oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> that was so bad. That's just me, though. What can I say? But as we're looking at this landscape of women right now, who do we love? It doesn't have to be just WWE. It could be anywhere. Who are we loving right now that's like, yo, this girl is on the game. She's one that you need to watch and look out for. I'll, I'll let uh, someone go because I have a lot. Let me, let me I put it in a list. I, there's so much, man. Go uh, off. One of the, okay, obviously Bailey, but that's, that's a given, right? right. Um. But, like, aside from, like, that, the person that I want to, like, give, like, praise to right now that I think everybody should be looking at, but I've been saying this for the last past two years from the first May Young Classic, is Rhea freaking Ripley, you guys. Pay attention, please, because I really do think, and it's funny because I'm a huge Shayna Baszler fan, but I really do think that Rhea Ripley is going to be the one to finally dethrone Shayna Baszler. So I feel like right now, people should be paying attention to that chick. Bold. I love it. I want it to happen. (laughs) I do too. I think it would be great. Like, again, I love Shayna. She's, I'll put it out there. She's my second favorite wrestler on the roster right now. But I just think, you know, it's, it's time for her to move up to the main roster. I feel like she's done all she can do in NXT. And I feel like right now, Rhea Ripley is the most credible. I mean, you saw NXT when she came out there and she said, you haven't beaten me, bitch. You saw the reception it got. It took her 45 seconds to get a crazy reception. If they don't put the title on her, I don't know what they're doing. Like, that would actually upset me. Actually, me too. (laughs) I feel the same way. Go off, Benji. All right. Rhea Ripley is great. Um, To me, off the top of my head right now, someone that you need to pay attention to is uh, Ariel Maro, Big Swole. Girl's been killing it out here, man. Um, I I think people are going to see in the next few months She's gonna she's gonna take it to the next level. Um, of course you got Taya Valkyrie, Tessa Blanchard. Y'all know about them. Always check them out. Um, who else we got? Um, Mercedes Martinez, of course. Eva Lee's. Um, and then even going farther out. Um, 
my homie Valentina Loca over here, independent wrestler, usually in Iowa and in the Midwest, whatever. She's been another one killing it. Um, I know it's a shameless plug, but y'all should check her out. Uh, who else we got? I could I can keep going and going, man. This go. Just go off. We got um Tootie Lynn is another one. She's uh she's been she's so smooth in that damn ring, man. Like, and she's just starting out too. Like it's if you if y'all don't know about her, you should also check her out. Um, she's another one that's that's really been killing it out here. Uh, who else we got? Um, Insidious one. That's another one. Um, if y'all into like the more horror based types of wrestling, that's that's right up your alley, right up your dark alley, right? <laughs> Love it. I mean, who you got, Queen? Who you got? Queen? Real quickly too. I, I mean. Yeah. I didn't even I love this so. girl for like ever, but I'm just so happy to see her back. I'm so happy to see her healthy. Tanil Dashwood, that's my girl. And I am so happy she came out there on Impact. She, you know, took her claim to that title. It was like, I'm coming for your belt. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, yes, give it to me, please. Because, I mean, to me, uh, Tanil has always had that, that pure talent. But WWE, again, never capitalized on it. They gave her the Emma gimmick, and it was kind of silly. But, you know, the fans, they liked it, but they never really ran with it, you know. And I really do think that WWE dropped the ball on her. I, In my personal opinion, I think she's one of the best out there, and I'm just, I'm just excited to see her in this title picture. And I really hope she takes it from Taya. I really do. Oh, me too. Oh. Very exciting. Very exciting stuff. There's a lot of women to shout out, really. A lot. And I'm, I'm um, pretty sure I forgot a bunch. I didn't even get into the Southern Hemisphere or Japan. Like, you know. There's so many people to talk about, you know. Um, what I can say is I agree with everybody that you guys said, but I'm going to touch on stardom for a second. Hashtag watch stardom. Shout yes. out to my boy JPQ. Um, he's the one that introduced me to stardom, and I and I haven't turned back. Um this is a promotion out in Japan that is just killing it. Like you want to see young women kicking ass. This is where you go. Um, Hana, Hazuki, Jungle Kiona, uh, Mayu, Momo, um, Tam, Utami. I mean, literally Saki. I could keep going. These women are so, 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 so good. Starlight Kid, excellent as well. Um, there's so many things to to talk about stardom with. Um, their factions, um, Queen's Quest, Oedo Tai, Tokyo Cyber Squad. There's there's a lot of really good things happening in yes. Stardom. Um, you know, you know, you guys like Kairi Sane and Io Shirai. They came from Stardom. Um, you know, and shout out to those two as well. I love Io. Io right now is is my girl. I, I feel in this evil side. I've been waiting for this for a long time. I want Asuka to turn as well, and I want Evil Asuka. For, she was called Kana <laughs> back then, and. Uh, Get that yeah. face paint back. Get that face paint oh, back, honey. That clown yeah. face paint. I need that evil one. I need her. Um, you know, there's a lot of great things to say about them and uh, so many of the other women. Another one I want to shout out is Jordan Grace. Yo, you guys yes. don't know who she is uh, on independent scene. Killing the game. She's an amazing talent. Uh, super strong and agile in the ring as well. And um, not a wrestler, but a referee, Miss Aubrey Edwards. Who killed is, uh, it, yo. She killing killed that it. game. Main eventing. <laughs> like, what? Yep. Main That's eventing it. the match at AEW. The first woman to ever do that. 
for a title. That's okay. some shade of chills right there. Ooh, girl. I saw her come out and I was like, yes, Aubrey's here. I call her Lady Ref. I just love her so much. Yeah. She's so dynamic, and that's the kind of referee you want. You know, she's in it with the in uh, in it with the wrestlers, and she's in character, and she participates not only doing her job but character-wise as, as well. When she got in Jericho's face and was like, "Don't you put your hands on me," I was like, "Oh, oh, she's in the man's face." Oh, here we go. Yes, damn girl, get it. You know, that's the kind of shit that I love, and um. You know, not a wrestler, but a woman who is just straight killing things is Aubrey Edwards. And I'm, I'm excited to see her on TV as well. She's awesome. I, I absolutely echo that statement. Like you said, there's just so much good stuff. I'm going to throw on another one because I am loving their feud and I don't know where it's going, but I am loving it. You mentioned Io Shirai, so I'll mention her counterpart, Candice LeRae. Like, yes. Finally, they're giving her something to do other than being Johnny Gargano's wife. You know, don't get me wrong. I love Johnny Gargano. He's my favorite male wrestler on the roster. But I was just like, come on. Like, I know Candice LeRae has so much more in her. Like, if you've seen her matches on the Indies, you know that woman. One of the main matches that sticks out to me was her and Joey Ryan, the world's cutest tag team. Versus the young for the tag titles. I don't remember what promotion it was in, but holy crap, that match was absolutely bonkers. And every time someone tells me, oh, Candice LeRae is like lame and she's not even that great. I'm like, go watch that match and then come back to me. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm just so happy that they're doing something with her. And I just, oh man, their match at TakeOver was incredible. Definitely one of the matches of the night for sure, and I'm just I'm just so happy for her. Hell yeah! And then you got like my girl over here, Roxy Boricua over here killing it. Thunder Rosa, another one if oh, y'all don't know. Thunder Rosa, I love her. She gonna be going to a little bit of MMA soon. Like it's gonna be wild. It's crazy. There's women doing big Everything, things in this industry yes. right now, and yes. that's the kind of shit I've been waiting for. You know, growing up. In the 90s and watching this travesty of bikini matches and pillow fights and all this crazy shit being valets and then crazy storylines. And then we're finally getting some stuff where it's not all about that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sex sells, honey, but so does whooping ass. So listen, you can do both. You can do both. It's okay. I guess if, if I'll offer a... My perspective on that growing up in the 90s, watching that stuff, you know, as a growing up as a guy, a teen, whatever, you know, it's like, okay, that's, you know, that's, I want to see that, right? Whatever. But then after a while, it's like, okay, you're watching the matches and then that comes on. It's just like, I want to see this, you know, I don't, I don't need to see brown panties. I, I, I can't remember, I'm watching, I'm trying to watch some action, you know, some wrestling, you know, like that's cool and all that, maybe on a poster or whatever. But then it's like, you need a little bit more, you know, you need, you need the actual matches that. That's good for like a laugh or whatever, you know, at the time. But it's mm-hmm. like you need so much more than that, you know. Um, and then w- plus, even then, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. But like even then, I'm looking at it and it's like they don't even seem to really be enjoying it. You know, like they don't seem to be having fun out there. They're just doing their job, of course. But it's just like, yo, come on, man. It's not a, it's not like a zoo or something, you know, like it's got to be more more to it than that. And th- that was definitely a very dark 
rough time, especially for women in re- wrestling, I think. I don't disagree. Uh, for real, I don't disagree with you either. Like, I said this in my WrestleMania podcast that I did a while back, and I'll say it again. Like, if you would have told me that women would have main evented WrestleMania, as sad as, that, as sad as it sounds, I probably would have laughed at you. Like, if you would have told me that, like, five, six years ago, I'd have been like, no, it's, it's not going to it's not gonna happen. Just because they were never being taken that seriously. You know, like you right. said, you that to the bra and panties matches and then even you know fast forward to that when the women would get like two minutes on tv sometimes like 30 seconds it was bad it was so bad and then oh not to be mean to vicky guerrero because i love her but that awful butterfly divas title oh that they god <laughs> i was like what is this it's a free it looked like a freaking toy and that's no disrespect to the people that were in that division because right. a lot of them don't get a lot of the credit that they deserve. And I feel like it's not their fault. It's just the way that they were booked, you know? I mean, we went from having a match, a women's match at WrestleMania completely scrapped to, like, main eventing. And it's so crazy that, like, this is where we're at because I, I, I'm so happy to be alive for it, you know? Like, as a woman myself, I'm like, it's about damn time they're taking right. things seriously. You know, I, I live with people who don't particularly like wrestling. But one of my roommates used to watch wrestling with her mom as a kid. And she even used to say, she's like, yeah, like, I remember, like, women used to come out in their bra and panties and, like, be more like eye candy. Because she, she watched a couple of matches with me. One of the ones that I remember watching with her was uh, Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks in their False Count Anywhere match. Uh, mm-hmm. On the main event and she was like wait they do this now and I'm like yeah they do this now like we're, we're so far removed and it's crazy and that's why like yeah there's a lot to be fixed but there's a lot that's changed and I'm just so damn happy to see it and to uh share a quick little personal antidote like yeah for me like having young like nieces and, and cousins whatever growing up and they you know women and they love watching watching wrestling and they want at one point wanted to be wrestlers but then growing up and then that's what they see you know they're seeing the brown panties matches at whatever matches it, it kind of crushed their dreams into heading that and they never became that and they had such a passion to do it they were starting to learn and everything and they see that that's the result and they it kind of kind of crushed their dreams a bit and then they pr- went on to pursue other things they didn't end up pursuing it and that hurt, you know. You, you don't you don't want to see anyone, especially kids. You know, you don't want to see their dreams crushed and everything. And then when you when you see that, like it's real, you know. Um, and now like to see that there's so much more out there than that, whatever. And then that they can watch this stuff and be like, I want to pursue that because I want to be that. I want to be, you know, Eero Shirai. I want to be Bailey. I want to be doing that stuff. You know, that stuff is real. Like it, people play it off as a narrative, but that is real. Like kids do grow up watching this stuff, and a lot of people's dreams are crush sometimes when they see that okay i don't want to you know work so hard for this and i, I don't want to be you know up here in a, in a bra and panties whatever you know in mud right. rest, like whatever they're doing you know like that stuff was real you know and i i think it's it's really amazing how far it's, it's obviously it's not there all the way but how far it's come already i think it's pretty good to see it is good to see and it's it's even better if we keep pushing it forward you know as much as 
you know, sometimes we have some issues with WWE. You know, I, I love the WWE, and I, I want good things. I want good things for all wrestling promotions because mm-hmm. then we win as fans, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I really want it for them because they're they're the biggest one. They're the biggest brand. They have the biggest name recognition. They have the biggest everything because they just are. They've built over the past however many years from WWF forward to now. They have that, and if they're the ones that setting – this woman's movement forward and pushing that on such a high visible level. That's what I want to see. They yes. have the power to do that because they have the platform to do that. And yes. other independent companies and other major player companies are doing the same thing. And with, as their visibility grows, uh, that's what I want to see across the board. But WWE being the biggest one, they have to set that standard because nope. they're the ones that the casual fans and even people who aren't casual fans who just know people who wrestle or may know like oh yeah the rock he's in those movies right okay they might know those things and if they see the women then that's the goal right we're, we're trying mm-hmm. to reach out because they have the biggest uh hands in the pot so to speak no you're right and then it's having said that it's so odd when they take these odd turns with with the women like some of the stuff they've done with Lacey Evans it's just very questionable like it's just mm-hmm. very counterintuitive to the narrative that they're trying to do you know I, yeah. I agree with Lacey Evans I feel like her gimmick is the exact opposite of what we're trying to do you know I get the whole Southern Belle thing but she represents a, a time in history if you will, where women were like, stay in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. You know what I mean? Right. And like, nah, like I get it. She's a hill, but I just wish they would do it differently. Like use her Marine background. You know, I feel like that's the problem with Lacey Evans. I feel like her gimmick is so problematic that it makes you not want to like pay attention because let's be honest, she's gotten so much better in the ring in yeah. the last couple yeah, of weeks from when we saw her feuding with Becky. I was like, I don't know what happened. I guess, you know, them putting her on main event with Natalia and then working that match with Bailey. I was like, okay, girl, maybe I will start paying attention to you, you know? And, yeah, it, it's crazy, Benji, that you mentioned that about how, you know, back in the day, like, women's wrestling was, was something that you wouldn't want to be growing up. But I think now, like, people aspire to be these wrestlers and like you said, Queen, I think I, I wish WWE would would see that and would see that these these girls matter. And then maybe even young boys, you know, because, again, the women are bringing it in ways that they were never able to bring it before. And, and I feel like they're making us care. And, and I think WWE needs to take note in that. I think so, too. And it's it's a big responsibility when you're at the level that the WWE is is at to push that narrative. And I think Mm -hmm. you can have characters that are antiquated or old school, quote unquote, and and still make it work in a modern era more responsibly, I think. And that's what I'm hoping that they do um, in in terms of, you know, Lacey and a couple other women's characters, because they don't really, that's the other thing. There's some character development missing in the women's division in Mm -hmm. WWE. and, And I'm hoping that as we move forward here, and we're in this new this new era of wrestling. We're not we're not really sure what's going to be called yet, but maybe the kayfabe era. I don't know something. <laughs> but I'm I'm hoping that we see good things from the WWE, good things from their roster of women, 
and good things from every other company. You know, we have we have people making big moves oh, and acquiring yeah. big talent, and the indies are hotter than ever. There's a lot of wrestling, and you know, if you don't want to watch the WWE, you don't have to. You don't want to watch AEW, you don't have to. You can watch whatever you want. But I encourage everybody to watch all of it because you yes. get such a great, different, interesting dynamic. And not everything is the same. And that's super special, particularly with the ladies, you know? Definitely. Oh, I... Like, honestly, real quick, too. Shout out to to AEW, man, for making, like, a conscious decision to... To literally make history by having a trans woman compete mm-hmm. for the, you know, the women's title. Like, wow, dude, like, what? Like, this is this is happening, you know what I mean? Like, this is real. And I think they're setting the bar in, like, there's so many different types of women out there, you know what I mean? And it's like, anybody can do it, you know what I mean? And it's, I don't know, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And I actually, I, I commend AEW for doing that. I'm so proud of them, and I, I think it's great. Oh, that's a very good point. Like, as as we see more opportunities for women wrestling, we see it start translating to other people who has also been on the outskirts of of wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. in, in traditional sense. Like to see Nyla Rose or um Sunny Kiss or anybody mm-hmm. really, like for them to start making these moves upwards, like it's it's amazing. Like I've gone to these shows, like the promotion over here in Chicago called Rise. Um, yeah. It's for everybody, right? And like. Um, I'm start. I'm just. I'm when I go to these shows. A lot of the times, there's people who've never been, to, have never watched a wrestling match before, wanting to, wanting to get in, right? People who don't necessarily, I guess, what they have different opinions on on trans wrestlers or or you know, gay wrestlers. But then they they watch these matches, whatever, and they're it's like all these like biases, all these like prejudices it's all gone to the side like they like they their minds are changed and it's like no this is just awesome wrestling and it doesn't matter who you are what you are where you come from you know at the end of the day wrestling is for everybody you know amen amen (laughs) i love it what you guys this has been an enormously fun conversation you know we're gonna have to have a part two because there's just so much to unpack and we're gonna see so many things changing right in our near future in terms of women's wrestling and all the new promotions that are coming out and starting and new things coming to tv it's it's going to be a wild fall winter season so you know we're going to have to meet up in a few months to unpack everything that's happened but i want to thank you thank you thank you so much for joining me today on queen's court i hope you had a great time it's Hell been yeah. really cool to pick y'all's brains. And one more time for the people, let them know where they can find you at. Uh, please, Benji. You can find me at Calavera Comedy on Twitter. I'm usually a regular over here at the SmackDown Podcast. You can hit me up on Instagram, Snapchat, pretty much on... on you can hit me up on your local TV station. Call, call 1-800-BENJI-CALAVERA-COMEDY. Hit them up. Let them know I'm here. I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's where you can find me at. And I'll kick it over here to Nessa. <laughs> and you can find me at greatlove91 that's on twitter and instagram and if you want to hear more of my opinions please feel free to check out my youtube channel and my podcast squared circle addicts that's all one word no spaces and yeah let's let's have a conversation about wrestling you guys because i love it so hit me up let's talk awesome you guys thanks so much again And uh, we just held court with the queen.
Heck yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was fantastic. Thank you for coming on.